You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Bob Martin. I'm a co-book writer, co-screenwriter of The Prom. Hi, I'm Chad Beglin. I'm lyricist and co-screenwriter of The Prom. Hi, I'm Matthew Sklar, composer of The Prom. Hi, I'm Adam Anders, producer and executive music producer of The Prom. Hi, I'm Gordon Cox. I am the contributing theater editor at Variety and the host of Variety's StageCraft podcast. I wonder if first we could talk about each of your roles on the film in a bit more uh, depth. Bob and Chad, you work together on the Book of the Stage musical, and you also work together on the screenplay. And I wonder if you could tell us about how you approached sort of opening up and expanding the story uh, to live on screen. Well, the first thing was, uh, you know, we were shocked that we got asked to write the screenplay because that rarely happens uh, that, a, you know, book writers from a Broadway show suddenly get to actually continue with the project. So we were thrilled. And, uh, you know, it was uh, the sort of complete opposite of working on a Broadway show where you have a very limited budget, you have a very limited cast size, you have very limited set possibilities. And so it was the exact opposite of that experience because it was bigger, bigger, go more places, uh, you know, sky's the limit. So it was it was definitely a, a, a sort of thrilling experience, you know, to, to take it from the stage to the screen. Yeah, and uh, Ryan had said early on that he wanted to keep um, close, very close to the uh, actual book of the musical. This is the director, um, Ryan Murphy, we yes, should say. This is the director, Ryan Murphy. Uh, <laughs> and um, and I was actually, we were both kind of, uh, Chad and I were both surprised at how close he stuck to the original. <laughs> um, we <clears throat> communicated with him throughout the summer, mainly uh, by email about uh, writing additional material. Um, but I suppose, you know, when we look at prom, it is slightly uh, cinematic uh, anyway, in its original form. I mean, there are multiple locations. There's some uh, simultaneous sort of cross-cutting of scenes. It's not like it all takes place in one room, like many plays would. Uh, so it, it, what, what was actually a challenge on stage, multiple locations and <laughs> crowds right. of people, actually you know, lent itself to uh, adaptation. And how did you think about which character beats to sort of expand or add uh, in terms of the emotional storyline? Well, we went sort of back and forth, uh, you know, uh, we learned that Ryan uh, Murphy works very fast. <laughs> and so um, we talked about, you know, what we wanted to add and some of the stuff that we couldn't add in uh, on the stage, you know, so that was exciting. But it would it was uh, like Bob said, sort of we would get an email and we would go back and forth and then it would be, you know, write the scene, make me cry, break my heart, get it to me by tomorrow morning. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> there, there was a lot of very intense uh, writing sessions at the at the drop of a hat. But it was it was great because it was it was we knew the movie was was being made and it was going to, you know, keep going at this sort of breakneck pace, which was thrilling. Yeah. I mean, there were certain things that we knew 
uh, would be that we would be able to write like um, showing uh, our, our protagonist on the on the bus trip down to Indiana. We knew that we would be able to um, actually show uh, Emma's grandmother, which is something that we couldn't do on the Broadway stage because it would have been, as Casey said, uh, an ensemble member in a gray wig and uh, it just wasn't <laughs> worth it. Um, so the, what, what we maybe didn't anticipate, at least I didn't, Chad, at the beginning was how deeply we were going into Barry's backstory and, and his relationship with his mother. Um, and that, so that was a, a kind of a big addition um, uh, that was really promoted by Ryan. Uh, uh, and I think it's it's really sweet. I, we knew that they, we wanted some resolution with Barry's mother at the end of the movie, but um, Ryan really dug down into that story. And then, uh, Chad, you and Matthew worked on the songs for the musical as well as the songs for the movie. Um, just starting uh, with you two, how did how did you think about taking these songs that you had written originally to live in one medium, and then what did you do to uh, make them come alive on screen? Well, what was kind of amazing about it and was, was really exciting about it is that, um, you know, my job was mostly handing over the keys. <laughs> um, you know, we spent eight years writing this score and crafting these songs. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, basically what happened was Adam, you know, you can, and Adam can talk about it later, but he worked with Ryan uh, and Casey Nicola in pre-production, creating the music tracks used for the shoot. Um, and... After I heard the finished recordings for each song, I, you know, I give some notes and some suggestions here and there, but they were quite faithful to the original. So I was so happy because, um, you know, the storytelling was essentially the same. I think the big difference, um, you know, is the scale of everything. Um, we were so limited on Broadway. We had nine musicians and hmm. our Broadway music team made miracles happen with those nine players. But for the movie, there were 10 times that with 50 string players. And that's, that's something that can only happen in, in the movies. Um, right. So, you know, a lot of my job was, was, was just, you know, trusting these incredible people with, with the songs. And, and then I wasn't very involved in the creation of, of the two original songs for the film. Um, right. And they're both in the end, end credits. And so how, Adam, tell us a little bit about your work and what your sort of formal role was in sort of bringing the music to the screen. Well, uh, Ryan, you know, brought me on as a producer first. And obviously my focus was the music um, right. as a music producer as well. And executive music producer, I guess you call it. Um, so actually my music production partner, uh, Pierre Astrom and I, we, we flew to New York to see the play. Um, uh, I think we saw the last weekend that it was open on Broadway. Oh, And uh, Ryan just- What did you think? I was, I loved it. I was, I was blown away. And, and it was fun because I think what, you know, what Matt said, I, I picked up on, I'm like, if we could just go further with all these things, that's what I kept thinking and fully kind of realized the arrangements because you could tell, you know, the intent of each song was so clear to me. And mm -hmm. so kind of, we left very excited because we can just supersize all of it basically yeah. is what it was, mm -hmm. you know? And then like Matt said, there, he handed the keys. There were a lot of keys in eight years. You can make a lot of keys. <laughs> a lot of keys. Yeah. Um, They're very heavy keychain. <laughs> Um, so we really went back and then, like you said, worked with Casey on the choreography and trying to figure out, cause there's some songs in the, in the original version that, you know, are eight minutes long and you know, that's, 
you know, we almost got eight minutes in some of them, but yeah, that's too long for a movie. So it was funny because a lot of times I would cut stuff that then Casey would have a heart attack because I cut the wrong section. You know, he wanted to cut something else and we were a little bit in a vacuum in the beginning, but it was really fun to just dive into it. And, you know, Ryan's vision was very clear from the beginning that he didn't want to deviate. You know, he loved it so much. He's like, let's just make it, you know, the, the most cinematic version of this we can. And how does your work or does the the end result, the sound of the end result differ for something like The Prom versus your work in something like Glee? Well, in Glee, you know, I had eight days, you know, to do what <laughs> I had, you know, eight months to do on, right. on The Prom. So that's the biggest thing is I, you know, I love TV, but I, I prefer films for that very reason is you have time to dig in and perfect and, and change things. And, you know, if things aren't right, you, you know, like those moments I had that were funny with, with Casey, mm. I'm like, it's no big deal. We'll just change it, you know, but on TV, you're screwed, you know, we're, we're shooting it now. Um, so that was really fun to be able to experiment and uh, take some big swings at times and, and try stuff. Um, but, you know, it's great. I mean, I think I spent 15 months on the movie start to finish and that's, I mean, unheard of in TV. So uh, that's probably the biggest difference. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of the Broadway Podcast Network in association with Netflix and Sony Masterworks. Be sure to watch The Prom on Netflix and grab the soundtrack everywhere streaming music is found. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.